Hi everyone, welcome back to the We Grew Up Now What podcast. Today I interviewed my childhood best friend, Shannon Del Castillo. Shannon currently works in the local courthouse as a courtroom clerk. She talks with me about the process of how she got her job and the experience that led her there. After dropping out of two different programs, she finally found the field of study that was best for her. Thank you, Shannon, for chatting with me today, and let's get into it. Uh, thank you for being here today on my podcast. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy work day to come and talk to me. So um, go ahead and tell me or tell the viewers, introduce yourself, who you are, how we know each other, where you're from, all that good stuff. My name is Shannon. I am from Gastonia, North Carolina, and I have been Madeline's best friend since we were four, so <laughs> probably 18. Nope, math is not mathing. 20, 20 <laughs> years. 20 years. Yeah, more like 20. <laughs> <laughs> we're not 18 anymore, Shannon. <laughs> um, okay, so... Tell me what you wanted to pursue as a high school student as far as your career goes, and specifically like a senior. So I, in high school, I kind of started wanting to be a vet. I've always been an animal lover. Um, so my senior year, I started looking into vet programs and wanted to major in biology because um, that's usually where you start out as a pre-vet student. Yeah biology does not sound fun to me at all <laughs> it was not. so um before you even got to college when you were making that decision as to where you wanted to go and what you wanted to do did you have a hard time deciding on that well like growing up college was never like a choice or an option it was just like the only option you either go yeah. to college or there was no other option so yeah. that was just always in my plan and my siblings had gone to college before me. I just knew I wanted to stay close to home. So that's why I ended up deciding on UNC Charlotte. I think I only applied to like three or four schools and was set on going there since it was the closest to home. Okay. So yeah, you just weren't really interested in leaving the house very well. Actually you did leave the house, but not for long. <laughs> So is that, so is that what influenced your decision on what school you wanted to do was like how close it was? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I loved the campus and the tour and everything. And it, I mean, Charlotte's a really big school, which I liked, but I, definitely being close to home sold it for me because I was not looking to go farther than 30 minutes away. Yeah. So did you even apply or consider any other place? I applied to app. That was really the only other one I was considering. And that one was pushed upon me because it was the cheapest. But <laughs> that's a big difference in the distance, though. <laughs> yeah. But and then I applied to just some like private schools just to see what like I knew I wasn't going to go there. But I think I applied to Campbell and wing it and knew <laughs> I already knew I wasn't going there. I remember when you visited me at Winget and you were like, this school is so small and it's so flat. Your dorm is like across from your class. 
Yeah, that was nice. Perks of a small private school is you don't have to walk far. I remember when I toured UNC Charlotte and it was like three hours and you barely got through half of the campus. And I was like, nope, not for me. I will not be walking this much. The joke at UNC Charlotte was that you don't gain the freshman 15. You lose the freshman 15 because (laughs) it feels in those stairs. And it is no joke. I always heard people say the same thing about Appalachian, um, that the amount of stairs was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to UNC Charlotte, you had graduated high school. Um, did you change your major at all or did you stick with what you originally came with? So I went in as a pre-vet major that was actually like an option at UNC Charlotte, pre-vet, pre-med, stuff like that. And So I signed up for like a lot of my general ed courses at UNC Charlotte. I joined the pre-vet club. um, And after I got through biology, I mean, I ended up making like a B, which I was really happy with because it was so hard. But I was like, if this is the intro level biology, like the bare minimum, there's just no way I'm going to be able to get through this for the next three years. Right. (laughs) I ended up taking a criminal justice class just for funsies. And it was just like an intro to criminal justice, like basic level. And I ended up like falling in love with it and everything Mm -hmm. that I was learning in there. So I was like, okay, I'm changing my major. So that happened at like the end of my freshman year. Right. And it kind of tracks for you, just me knowing you personally, you've always been the social justice warrior. So um, if it's not animals, then maybe it can be people. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you made it all the way to graduation as a criminal justice major. So what was next for you at that moment? Um, well, I had the luxury of graduating during COVID. So the world was basically shut down when I graduated. So I was like, that's perfect for when you're looking for a job. Um, the economy has crashed and the world is not worlding. So, (laughs) um, I, we actually graduated a year after I graduated, like our in-person ceremony was a year later. So during that year, um, I was kind of just chilling, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I ended up applying for a master's program, um, through Johnson and Wales, which is a cooking school, but... (laughs) (laughs) they also have a criminal justice program online and so I went through a lot of heartache trying to get into that program and get set up it was like a nightmare honestly and um, I had to get like letters of recommendation from my past professors and all that kind of stuff Um, and then whenever I finally signed up for class and classes were set to begin um the first syllabus dropped and it was like the professor literally dropped the syllabus at like 3 a.m. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're based out of Rhode Island. So I'm assuming that's why, mm-hmm. but I looked at it and immediately I was like, Mm-mm. immediately. No, <laughs> literally like the, the workload for the very basic level criminal justice course was insane Mm -hmm. and I also wanted to look for a part-time job at that time so I knew I was not going to be able to do both 
Right. And I think I remember you saying when you read that syllabus, you were like, um, it looks like they don't expect me to have a life outside of this program. Mm-hmm. Which I that crying. what? I said I remember crying when yes. I read that syllabus. <laughs> I think you were Snapchatting me crying, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Um, so after you read that syllabus, what happened after that? <laughs> I mean, I never really wanted to pursue my master's. Um, I was very pushed into that by my parents. Um, <laughs> not to throw them under the bus or anything. Not to throw them under the bus or anything, but <laughs> they basically forced me. And I, so I really wasn't into it to begin with. And then just seeing that syllabus and knowing that that's the bare minimum and I think that program, it was like a two-year program. Mm-hmm. So um, I would still be in that program if I had decided to do it um, all those years ago. Because I graduated in 2020 and I was going to start in the um, spring of 2021. Mm. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> um, so after that, I had to break the news. <laughs> to my family that I was not doing that master's program and mm-hmm. I was so scared to tell them but they ended up being fine with it Good. so after I got out of that I started looking for jobs um basically all of quarantine like a solid year I was applying for jobs just every day and like even though I wasn't doing anything it was like exhausting just applying for jobs every single mm-hmm. day so stressful like I hated that entire year of my life. And so were these all jobs, the ones that you were applying to, were they all something that were directly related to your field of study? Yeah. Most of the jobs that were posted, like I was on Indeed a lot and on like USA jobs and stuff like that. But most of the criminal justice related jobs, all that was posted was like a paralegal or a legal assistant, which I never really saw myself doing Um, I don't really know what I wanted to do, just something in my field because I really enjoyed my field, but I really, when I graduated, I had no idea of what path I wanted to go to because there's so many different options in criminal justice, but so I was just applying for paralegal jobs and I only got a call back from about two or three of them, never got called in for an interview. I applied for probably over a hundred of those jobs um, and I got called for two interviews for two different places. That's it's crazy that you mentioned that because I've seen a lot of people that I graduated with. Well, I didn't graduate with them, but they went to the school that I dropped out of um, that I went to school with. And they just seem to be having the hardest time trying to find a job. Like, I don't know what their majors were, but um, just from what they have been vulnerable and sharing was that they're applying to 20, 30 jobs a day and rarely anybody is calling them back. So I understand it's frustrating because in the, in the culture that our parents grew up in, the narrative that was pushed was that you have to have a college degree, preferably a bachelor's degree to be able to get a job. But nowadays when you're, you're getting that now and people aren't even calling you back. So it's not, 
I just feel like times are changing and it's not necessarily the bare minimum that's required anymore. But um, I definitely feel for everyone who is having the job search struggle right now. Yeah. Um, I also want to go back and revisit when you said that you were scared to tell your parents about uh, you wanting to quit the program because you felt so pressured uh, Mm -hmm. by them. And I feel like that's also a struggle of a lot of people who have parents who um, are trying to guide their children, but are giving them advice based off of the parent's interest and not the child's interest. And I feel like a lot of times kids can be put in a position where they're you know, more or less forced into something and it's not something that they want to do and they don't know how to navigate number one, trying to survive in a study, a field of study that doesn't interest them. But number two, trying to be honest with their parents, especially because parents mean well, I mean, they want good for us, but it's just hard to have those conversations. So um, I'm definitely proud of you for doing that. That was something big and obviously (laughs) something that was going to really influence your happiness. So um, you didn't end up uh, doing your master's degree. So what happened after that? You were job searching and something had to finally change, right? Yep. So I got the only three options I really had. I had one phone interview for a job I applied for with um, social services, which I really didn't want that job. But it was the only one that had even called me back. And after that phone interview, to be completely honest, I thought it was my tattoo artist calling. So I answered it and was not prepared for an interview at all. So I tried to paint that interview, which is completely understandable to why they didn't call me back. Um, Then I had applied for a um DA's assistant and district attorney's assistant in the Charlotte Mecklenburg courthouse and they ended up calling me to come in for an interview I had about an hour and a half interview with a panel of like 10 employees that worked there Mm -hmm. um and it went really really well and I was really hopeful for that job I really liked the people and weeks went by and I never got a call back. So I finally um, called them and they said that they had filled the spot or that the budget wasn't going to fund this position anymore. And so they would keep my name on file if they ever had anything open up. I was going to say, did they ever actually end up calling you for anything now that all this time has passed? Nope. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Awesome. Um, So, so then after that, you stumbled upon your current job. Mm -hmm. So I had, I had applied. um, I, it was like a Gaston County government page or something um, is what I applied for this position on. It was a, actually a domestic violence coordinator is the position I applied for. And Um, I got a call within like a week after I applied for that job asking me to come in for an interview. So I came in for an interview. Um, It went really well, but I was, I really didn't feel like it was for me. I really didn't think I was going to be 
good at that type of position. Um, but then she, uh, my boss called me probably a few days after that and offered me the job and I accepted. Um, but whenever I went in, I was not going to be the domestic violence coordinator anymore. I was going to start in the criminal clerk's office. Okay. So I just feel like this question is <laughs> kind of important to help people feel better um, when they're starting new jobs as a new grad. So um, how terrified were you going in on your first day knowing that you had literally so much to learn? <laughs> um, I was terrified and especially <laughs> considering I had zero job experience. Like <laughs> the only job experience I had was in high school. I had worked for a doggy daycare and that was it. I was a <laughs> college student and had no idea. Like I didn't even know what the clerk's office was. Had no idea what they did. I was terrified to go into a courthouse um so my first day I was severely overwhelmed yes with the amount of information that I had put in my brain at the end of the day yeah I feel like a lot of people face that like for me I faced that more like when I was in school on my first day of clinical realizing how much I had to learn in mm -hmm. such little time um I feel like the difference between your story and my story is like, I had hands-on training going into my career. So I felt better. I was still equally as terrified because I was like, you mean to tell me there's not somebody looking over my shoulder or proving my x-rays now? Like I have to be responsible for being the eyes of medicine by myself, my own judgment. <laughs> so um, I just know like with as scared as I felt, like I can't imagine people like you who have graduated from a four-year school that doesn't necessarily give them hands-on experience before they graduate, um, yeah. going, going into a totally new career and just not knowing the ropes. So um, that's definitely something scary. I think that all of us as graduates have to overcome and face. So um, just another, just out of curiosity, another question, did your job require you to have a college degree to apply or was it a situation where high school was acceptable, like a high school degree, but they preferred college? So the description was a high school degree was required. A bachelor's degree was um, preferred and they preferred you to have about two to four years of experience before applying at some type of government job, some type of courthouse, um, office setting, anything like that, which I did not have. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all about who you know these days. And yes. <laughs> I, we ended up finding a friend that knew the hire, um, the hiring manager. Mm -hmm. um, so he had put in a good word for me. Um, after I had gotten, after I had interviewed, he, I guess he probably secured my spot and vouched for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's crazy <clears throat> that I was hired for a position that um, is so important and I had no experience and I was so young. I think I was, I guess I was 22 whenever I started. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely important the the people that you know cuz like um I had interviewed Lauren and she talked about how you know, she you you know too. She she graduated with a psychology degree and ended up in accounting jobs where she had absolutely no experience doing that, but because she knew somebody, they um hired her based on her character and not necessarily her accomplishments. Um so I think networking is always a more powerful tool than any degree you will ever have. So um, are you happy with the career you ended up in? I am as of right now. Um, I started out on the front counter, which is like where everybody starts out that goes to the clerk's office. You're basically learning the system. You're answering phones. You're looking up court dates. You're filing paperwork, doing all basically the busy work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I moved off the front counter in about three months and started doing the jobs in the back is what they call it there, Mm -hmm. where you get off the front counter and you do like a more specified job. So I was doing continuances, um, for court cases. So I would go up to court and get files and bring them down and, um, assign public defenders or private attorneys and I would continue the court cases to a different date. Um, and then about three or four months after that, they moved me into the courtroom to be a courtroom clerk, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's cool. So tell me a little bit, I know you just described a little bit about what you started out doing, but tell me now a little bit about what your day-to-day tasks look like and what an average day in your shift um, looks like, the type of activities you do. So I'm a criminal courtroom clerk now. Um, I basically, I'm the person that sits beside the judge during court and keep the record of everything that happens in court. I do all the paperwork. I swear in witnesses and victims, um, defendants, So the criminal clerks um, for district court, they have, let's see, we have felony court, we have misdemeanor court, we have traffic court, and we have jail first appearance court. Um, So we basically take turns. There's four of us right now. We take turns um, shifting through all those courtrooms. Um, And then after we're done with court, we bring down all our files and write up judgments. So after we keep note of everything that happened in court and the sentencing and all of that kind of stuff, we come down and then we have to write it on a judgment, which is then entered by someone in the back mm-hmm. of the office. Okay. So you enjoy doing what you do now a lot better than the front desk, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, being in court every day I had no idea like that this was even a position when I was in college like I I don't like I don't think I could have ended up in a better spot for me just I, I was terrified to do it at first because it's very serious like you have people's lives in your hands you can't make mistakes or people could get left in jail or people could get the wrong sentence people can get their license revoked just things like that that are very serious um but after being trained for a few months I got in the hang of it and now I love doing it good 
uh, real quick off the top of your head, because I don't know um, what's the difference between what you do and what a paralegal does. So a paralegal, they usually work for one specific attorney or one law firm, and they basically do the attorney's busy work. Like whenever I would work the front counter, we would have a ton of paralegals come in and do file continuances or dismissals or any type of legal paperwork for the attorney, um, find out information about their clients from the clerks, make copies of things in their clients' files. So for me, I work for the judge basically, and I'm just the record keeper of what happens in court. Um, everyone thinks our position entails a lot more than that and expect us to know every that happens in court including attorneys <laughs> but um paralegals don't really go to court or anything like that they just basically focus on the office setting and the paperwork setting cool so i know you love the position that you're in right now but if you had to go back and do anything over again what would it be <clears throat> oh lord <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would change anything, but I wish that like high school would um, change the way they push career paths and college on to kids. And like, it would have been very helpful for me, high school or college, if you figure out what field you're interested in and then kind of have somebody that's an expert in that field come and explain to you all of the different jobs that you could go into. That would have yes. been very helpful. Yeah, because I knew I loved criminal justice, but I did not know what career I wanted to pursue in that field. Right. So that would have been helpful. But I don't know. Like, I know I college. I said college was pushed on me. But as we all know, I'm a Libra <laughs> and I'm not a good decision maker. So I feel like <laughs> I have to be pushed in a certain direction because I I'm not like you. Like, I can't I don't think I could be my own boss. I can't really make decisions for myself like I have to be working for someone I think and that's just my personality like I yeah. need to be what to do and right. I need somebody to make decisions for me and I need like a lot of structure like everything in court is like cut and dry it's procedural like everything is I mean there's obviously different situations every day but the paperwork's the same and scenarios change but it's basically the same day-to-day -day thing which is like perfect for me because I just I, I need to be told what to do yeah <laughs> um I definitely like the idea of having somebody that's an expert in every field come and tell students what different jobs are available just just like the medical field most people think there's only doctors and nurses like the whole pandemic. They were like, thank you, doctors. Thank you, nurses. But like there's nobody else working in the hospital. So I think um, your field is kind of the same. People think they're probably only judges and lawyers and yeah. police officers. <laughs> and yeah. they there's so many other um, positions that are really important to keep everything running, especially mm -hmm. the day to day operations. So um, I think if we had partnerships with high schools, um, with people out in the community doing various jobs that that would be very beneficial for the future generations to see 
what all is out there. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um, do you have any other college or career related advice that you would like to give to my listeners today? Um, I would say like today's society is a lot different than when we were in high school, even though it wasn't that long ago, it's changed a lot. Like I feel like college isn't as pressured now as it was when we were there, like being the option. Um, and like, honestly, social media and TikTok, they like what you do. Um, it spreads the news a lot faster Mm -hmm. and a lot more kids obviously would rather learn from social media than in school. Yes. So honestly, like getting tips on there is probably very helpful. Um, exploring on the internet and like for me, every job I applied for, none of them really required a college degree. A lot of them wanted experience over any type of education. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you just start working like straight out of high school, even if it's just a part-time job to build up your experience, so that would probably mm-hmm. be helpful whenever you're applying for jobs. Yeah. Just being able to get your foot in the door somewhere mm-hmm. um, to gain that experience. Cause you're definitely not gaining experience in college, unless it's a program like mine where you're working in the field as a student. But I mean, most programs, you don't have that. So um, I, I like that advice a lot. So one last question, when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up and how does that compare to where you are now? Oh God. (laughs) Um, well, if you want my true answer, when I was in kindergarten, I wanted to be a bus driver slash ballerina. Yeah. That was my (laughs) dream. Towards like fifth grade, when I really started thinking about like what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was always mm-hmm. a vet, and I was always focused on that just because I loved animals. But I never realized what that entailed like, <laughs> yeah, hating science, me hating blood, <laughs> me hating anything medical, um, me getting grossed out by everything, you passing out at the sign of blood, <laughs> me passing out when there's blood or when there's a shot or needles. Um, me being a severe empath and having way too much love for animals, mm-hmm. knowing that I would be like putting them to sleep and seeing animals in pain. Like, I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> and I hated science. Like I never enjoyed a science class in my life. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I thought that was going to be a good job for me, but. Oh man, that's funny. Um, all right. Well, thank you for your time today. You shared a lot of good information that I know my listeners will really benefit from. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Talking with Shannon today was so good. I love the fact that she wasn't afraid to quit something that didn't align with her, despite the pressures and expectations that were present. If you want to connect with her, You can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Shandell01. That is S-H-A-N-N-D-E-L-L-0-1. Thanks for listening. Be safe and let's hang out again soon. (laughs) Maple. Maple, did you go to college? Maple is a doggy daycare dropout. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> She's so confused. Are you gonna swear her in? <laughs> you do solemnly swear the answers you're given are true and correct and you're asking the court to appoint you a public defender? You do solemnly swear the testimony you're about to give to be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to help you, God? You do solemnly swear you're waiving your right to court appointing counsel and you're gonna hire your own attorney or represent yourself?